Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Thursday, and thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast, and I am Jen here. Thank you guys so much for your wishes of good health. I am feeling so much better now today than I was last week. I was pretty rough last week, actually. I was not feeling so good, and even a little bit at the beginning of this week, I was I was pretty rough, but I started finally feeling better yesterday, and uh, today I am back at it. So thank you guys for all the well wishes and for your concern, but I'm doing much, much better. And I'm definitely ready to talk about the Bible today. So let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. We're going to talk about a parable of the 10 maidens. So go ahead and read out of whatever version you prefer, but I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible this morning. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. Those who were foolish, when they took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, What if there isn't enough for us and you? You go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. While they went away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered, Most certainly I tell you, I don't know you. Watch therefore, for you don't know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So this is kind of a continuation of Matthew chapter 24, just talking once again about Jesus's return to the earth. And so he's saying here that we need to be ready. So he gives this parable to his 12 disciples who are sitting around and listening to him. And uh, he, he tells this parable to them. And he says that basically the kingdom of heaven is similar to 10 maidens that were in this wedding feast, basically. These, you can think of these maidens as almost like bridesmaids, which is basically what they were. And I had to look up a little bit about Jewish culture here to really get the context of this parable super well. And uh, back then, there used to be these big old wedding feasts. But before that, there was three stages to the marrying process. The first stage was engagement. Basically, two fathers would come together and decide that their son was going to marry the daughter and vice versa. And then there was the betrothal stage, which is where I'm not sure if the 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 kids were allowed to say, no, we don't want to marry each other or not during this stage, but maybe they were. And that is when the two kids decided they were going to marry each other or not. 
and uh, there would be some sort of betrothal something or other ceremony. And so then at that point, they'd be betrothed, but they would not be married yet. The groom would go away for a while and he would prepare a house or something for them to live in. And uh, he would just get everything ready. And a year or so later, or maybe slightly before, whenever all this was done, he'd come back, get his bride, marry her, and then move into the house. So this was the stage, the stages of a typical Jewish wedding back in the days of Jesus. So basically during this parable, this young man has gone to prepare the house, basically. He's, he's gone to prepare a place for his bride to move in with him, and they are not quite married yet. So there's 10 maidens here who are bridesmaids, friends of maybe both the groom and the girl, and the bride and uh, they are about to prepare a ceremony but they don't know when the bridegroom is coming back so they're waiting around for him they're not sure when they should be ready but five of them jesus says were very wise and five were pretty dumb (laughs) basically the five that were wise had their lamps for the ceremony with them And uh, they had oil to go along with those lamps, but the five that were dumb just took the lamps and didn't bring any oil with them. So they were not prepared. And I believe also the lamps had something to do with weddings as well, culturally back then. I think uh, 10 uh, lamps were typically in the bridal procession or something like that, because these, these weddings were a huge deal back then. Weddings were a really big deal. So basically, these women had their lamps with them. Five of them were prepared and five were not. So it says here in verse six that they were sleeping while they were waiting for the bridegroom because he was taking a really long time. He was delayed. They thought, man, he's really taking his time here getting back. But they hear this call at midnight in verse 6, and they're like, the bridegroom's coming. Come out to meet him. We have to be ready for this ceremony. So it says finally in verse 7 that the, the maidens all woke up, and they were preparing their lamps to be held in this fantastic wedding ceremony. So they're preparing their lamps and they're trimming the wicks and whatever you have to do to take care of lamps. I don't know what you do, but um, they're preparing their lamps. But the five that were not prepared said, our lamps are going out because we don't have enough oil. So they try to get oil from the five wise ones. And they're like, can we have some of your guys's oil? And they're basically like, no, we don't have enough for both us and you. And they're like, so why don't you go and get your own oil and then meet us at the wedding feast is basically what they say. And so uh, these five maidens who were not prepared go out to the marketplace to buy oil. And finally, by the time they get enough oil to get their lamps started, they go to the wedding feast, but the door was already shut. It says in verse 10. And so they are pounding on the door and they're like, let us in, please open up to us. But the person on the other side of the door says, I don't know you. And that's the end of the parable. But then Jesus says here in verse 13, Watch therefore, for you don't know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So that's a pretty interesting statement. And I've been thinking a lot about this parable since reading it. Because I have a tendency to be like, oh, you know, things aren't bad enough yet. Jesus isn't going to come back yet. And I think I've even said that on this podcast before that I don't think we're in the end end times. I have said that before. 
that's what Jesus is telling us not to do. We are not supposed to be like, well, Jesus isn't coming back yet. We still have time. We still have, you know, plenty of time to get stuff in in order. This isn't going to happen right now. Literally, this entire parable is talking about not saying that. And, and I was wrong for saying that. I shouldn't be saying, you know, Jesus isn't coming back yet because I don't actually know. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. He could come back right at this very second, but I don't know when he's coming back. So I shouldn't be saying, I don't think it's time for him to come back yet because we don't really know. Nobody here knows when Jesus is going to come back. He could come back right now. He could come back in five years. He could come back in a hundred years. I don't know, but we shouldn't be saying you know, Jesus is delayed. We have plenty of time before he comes back. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be watching and waiting every single day for Jesus to come back. And I've been thinking about this because Jesus keeps saying this in the entire two chapters we've been talking about, both Matthew 24 and now Matthew 25. Jesus keeps bringing that point home. Watch and wait for me. Don't say I am delayed. And he keeps saying this over and over and over. So if Jesus is saying this, it must be very, very important to him. And because it's important to him, it has to be important to us. So we need to make sure that we are watching and waiting for Jesus to come back and that we are not being like these five bridesmaids who were not prepared for Jesus's coming. We need to make sure that we are not doing that because if that does happen, if we are not prepared for Jesus's coming, the door will be shut and we will not be able to go through that door. So the consequences are too great for us to be like, oh, Jesus is not coming back yet. The consequences are far too great. So we need to be ready and waiting for Jesus to return at this exact moment, even if he may not return at this exact moment, but maybe he will. And we need to make sure that we are watching and waiting every single moment and that we are prepared for that. So one thing I was really wondering during all this is how do we prepare for Jesus's second coming? What does that look like exactly? And, you know, I think the biggest thing that that looks like is just acting like Jesus's first coming was important to us. You know, recognizing that we need a savior, recognizing that Jesus came and that he died on the cross for us. So I think it's important to remember that all the time. And I think that we need to just make sure that we're actively drawing closer to God in our day-to-day -day lives. I think those are the two ways that we can really look forward and be ready for Jesus's coming, is just recognize our need for a Savior and what Jesus did for us, and also actively drawing closer to Jesus every single day. So just taking time to spend with Jesus. You know, we can read the Bible and sometimes we're in a completely different world and we're not listening to anything we're reading. I think it's important for us to, uh, you know, really try to spend time with Jesus in a way that we're not just reading the Bible just to read it, to get it over with, but we're trying to take it in for ourselves. And, you know, praying to Jesus, all of these things can actively help us draw closer to Jesus every single day. And I think that that is very, very important to do as we wait for Jesus's second coming to happen. And I think the third thing we can do is just share the gospel and help other people recognize this stuff as well. That was the Great Commission. That was what Jesus told Christians to do 
before he went back to heaven. He told his disciples, go out into all the world, preach the gospel to everybody. And so that is what we are supposed to do as Christians is to firstly have the Holy Spirit recognize our need for a savior. Secondly, draw close to Jesus. And thirdly, go out and preach the gospel, whatever that may look like for you. I mean, you don't have to uh, (laughs) be a missionary to another country. You don't have to do anything crazy like that. But just looking for little opportunities with your friends and family members and neighbors and whoever else that might be open to listening to the gospel. That is one way we can spread the gospel. And it is hard. I, in my opinion, I am a terrible evangelist. (laughs) I just, I don't enjoy evangelizing. Uh, I'm not a great communicator in my opinion, but I have to do it because that is what Jesus called us to do as Christians. And I'm not the perfect Christian and I'm not the perfect evangelist, but Jesus does understand and he does see our hearts and he knows that we try, I think. And uh, he is very loving and very forgiving. But one way or the other, I think that in order to wait for Jesus and be ready for his coming, like I said, once again, we have to have the Holy Spirit and recognize our need for Jesus, for a savior. Secondly, we have to draw close to God every single day. And thirdly is to spread the gospel. I think those are three ways we can watch and wait every single day for Jesus's coming. So friends and faithful listeners, thank you once again for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast and for liking this episode. But make sure you go to my website, www.p40ministries.com, and take a look at the brand new resource I have for you guys. It's completely free. I did a 30-day growth challenge for reading the Bible. And uh, yes, I know you guys listen to the podcast, and that is one way that you listen to your Bible and read it. But this is a very simplistic challenge that if you sign up to my website, you will get to this PDF in your inbox. And it's a PDF that I put a lot of thought into, and I thought I'd try to design it really nicely for you guys. But it's a growth challenge of reading the Bible every single day. And it's just very simplistic passages with growth steps that you can take every single day for 30 days to um, really try to grow closer to Jesus in different ways, whether that be, I don't know, writing a poem or, you know, uh, journaling or doing something. I I thought of more stuff than just writing, I promise. I thought of a lot of different ways that we can actively grow closer to Jesus on a day-to-day basis. So go to my website and download that just by putting your email in the subscription box and you will get that PDF growth challenge in your inbox. But friends and faithful listeners, I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m., bright and early. Happy listening and God bless.